Hey sister, welcome to the Christian Girls Tea Podcast. I'm your sister in Christ and host Anna, and we've got some really cool things that we're going to go talk about, but first, before we get into it, I'm so glad you're here with me on the Christian Girls Tea. Hey sister, welcome back to the Christian Girls Tea Podcast. As I said, I'm your host, Anna. My goodness, I'm so glad you're here. You're joining me and you're going to be joining our special guest soon. But before we start, I just want to let you know that we're going to be talking about boys and dating and marriage. And before we start, I just wanted to let you know that honestly, it kind of, it tends to make me uncomfortable. And it's not really something that I always thought that I wanted to talk about. In fact, I had kind of been holding off about talking about it on the Christian Girls Tea podcast because, again, it just makes me feel a little bit nervous, a little bit uncomfortable, but it's a fact of life, sister, that sometimes boys are going to look cute and someday in the future, theoretically, we're going to maybe want to date one of those boys who follows Christ and in the end, marry him and maybe have some babies because, honestly, that's something that, you know, I've desired in my life, and I'm sure that you've probably desired in your life too. And listen, sister, this is a really big deal. God stresses it. He says, Proverbs 4, 23, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. And then in Song of Songs 8, 4, the woman says, promise me, O women of Jerusalem, not to awaken love until the time is right. That's the word of God. Sister, it's dating and marriage are a really, really big deal. No matter what stage you're at in life, this interview will hopefully bless you, hopefully help you have a better perspective on dating, that it's not bad, that it's okay if you're uncomfortable. That probably means that you're not in the right stage to do it. You know, honestly, marriage is part of God's design. And so it's something that we do need to discuss and... Don't worry, it's not going to be all mushy-gushy or anything like that, but it's going to be a good start to maybe starting to have the right perspective about this. So, without further ado, let's go talk to the incredible Katie Bulmer. All right, so who are you and what do you do? My name is Katie and I I do a lot of things, so I'm always like, grab a seat. But uh, in short, I'm a speaker to sororities, so I travel to different sororities and talk. Um, My background is in marketing. I worked in print, radio, and TV advertising. And Mm -hmm. that background kind of gave me an aha moment with sorority women specifically and how they have trend-setting power. And really just 18 to 24-year-olds, You just really just a a hot demographic when it comes to marketing, like what you guys download, buy, get tattooed, like it's trending. You are world changers. I believe it to my bones. So I talk about that when I go to colleges. I'm also a podcast host. I host over at Truth For Your 20s and a mom and a wife and a fitness instructor. And I think that that covers the highlights. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you definitely do a lot. But the I think something that you focus on, at least on Instagram a lot, is the topic of dating and boys and like how to interact with them. And your main focus is for 18 to 24 year olds, like you were saying. But here we have girls anywhere from like 11 to in their 60s. So I just, I felt like it'd be really important for us to talk about the very base level of interacting with this opposite gender. Um, Because it's, you know, it's on many girls' minds, right? It's marriage and dating and boys. So what, first of all, is a healthy perspective to have? 
Yeah. So I'm passionate about this. And this is definitely something I talk about a lot on social media. Um, just kind of my own experience. I I walked into dating just just blindly and, and stuperly. Oh, well, he's nice to me. So I'll go out with him. And I had no plan. I had no intentions. I also come from a divorced home my, between my husband's two parents and my two parents. Those four humans have a total of nine divorces. So I just kind of wow. had no idea what I was doing. You know, my husband, and I walk into marriage. We don't know what we're doing either. And, but we both kind of decided like, we, we want to do this thing well. And so we have just been on a quest. We've read all the books. We've been to marriage conferences. (laughs) We have, um, on my podcast, I interview everyone on the internet I can find who is an expert on this, this area. Um, and obviously, you know, became over the time, somewhat of expertise, you know, what we dive into, we learn a lot about, and then obviously just wanting, now we have two daughters and wanting better for them than, you know, what was, um, modeled for my husband and I, and, just thankfully, you know, now we get to help other couples. We are host couples at a marriage retreat. So we get to help other couples and young married. So so we're just passionate to, to pass that on. But, um, to answer your question about like, what is kind of the foundation of marriage? I think talking about or relationships, I should say, but talking about relationships and not talking about Jesus is like doing a disservice. You know, I feel like, I think that he, yeah, he's the author of love and, I believe, and I read this from Gary Thomas, and I think it's genius. He wrote Sacred Marriage and the Sacred Search, if if you're um looking for good reads. But anyways, he talks about how this this husband wife relationship, and obviously when you're dating, that's ultimately hopefully the goal, is is a little picture on the this earth of how much God loves us. So imagine the mentality if I woke up every day and strove strove, is that the word? (laughs) And strive to be an example of Jesus to my husband. And he did the same. I want to strive to be an example of Jesus to you. I mean, I'm just thinking of all of the problems that would solve, right? You know, Mm -hmm. of course, we're not going to get that perfectly right. But instead, we have this dating culture of what's in it for me. And you know, me, 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 me. And then we say, oh, well, they didn't buy me flowers. They're toxic. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, we just have such a skewed view when in what Jesus modeled for us on this cross is unconditional selfless love. And so there's all kinds of different conversations like this. You know, if you are in an unhealthy relationship, I'm not saying that you should, if you're dating unconditional love is a little different versus if you're married and there's lots to talk about there, but anyways, I could go on for days, but I will stop there to see if you have any questions. Actually, that reminds me of, you know, when we look at first Corinthians 13, uh, specifically four through seven, it says that love is patient and kind. It's not jealous or boastful or proud or rude, and it doesn't demand its own way. It's not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. And when we read that, right. it kind of feels like a checklist, but it's not. It's all of these things point to being selfless and it's not yeah. focusing about me and it's when you think about it that's that's how jesus lived he was god and you know he didn't he didn't really take all of that he he wasn't really selfish with it you know and so i i love that that's that's your like the healthy perspective it's that it's not going to be about me if you're in a relationship it shouldn't be about me and then when you're married it obviously it, it it can't be all about you because it's a partnership. It's this relationship. Um, so yeah, so I really, I really appreciate you talking and touching on that. So yeah, I've never heard a couple in marriage counseling because, oh, they just, they were too kind and they, they served, they were too serving, you know, like, <laughs> right. And that's, that, that would be a ridiculous way to be. Um, right. but, but yeah, so we'll go back to maybe like the basics, like we're not, 
let's imagine like we're not even in any relationships whatsoever. For me, it's not imagining. I'm actually there. But so how should we be treating boys? Should we like ignore them completely? Because I was definitely in that stage. Like what's a healthy interaction level? Yeah, well, if you're interested in dating, I mean, yeah, I definitely wouldn't say ignore the opposite sex. Um, I mean, I think that a lot of times in Christian circles, we, we're so scared of any kind of flirtation that it's almost a marriage proposal, you know, but no, I mean, I think that I, I really love the dating stage. It's a beautiful stage. There's this whole chemistry and infatuation and it's fun and you get to like explore. Oh, I have the, the feels. It's like, they're so cute. Do you think they like me? You know, all that kind of stuff. And I think you should enjoy that and don't try and like, you know, push it down or suppress those feelings. I think it's all good. But one thing I talk about a lot on social media is making a dating plan. Um, actually, when I go to speak to sororities, the way I describe it is an architect makes a blueprint before they ever break ground and a business owner makes a business plan before the next fiscal year. Yet beautiful women are walking into potentially one of the biggest decisions of their life, a dating relationship with no plan. So, you know, you've heard of list and like, eh, you know, maybe, but really, I just want you to decide what matters to you and not compromise. And, you know, we could talk about like, oh, he needs to be six foot and be a doctor. Like, eh, eh. I'm not saying that. I think that you should hold your standards with an open hand. But I think one thing you should never compromise is having a shared faith. Jesus wasn't joking when he talked about that whole being unequally yoked stuff. Um, I, I know we don't talk about yoke very much because we don't deal with oxen, but maybe mm -hmm. a more modern translation is a three-legged race. If I'm trying to run a three-legged race and the person I'm running with is laying on the ground, it is going to be significantly harder to get where I'm going. And that's the same idea of being unequally yoked. Now, I've been married for 17 years. At some point, I'm going to pull a little harder and my husband's going to pull a little harder. But we're both we're both yoked to this thing. We're both in this, this three-legged race together. And we're, we're running this race together and we're pulling each other. And when I'm stronger in my faith, I'm cheering for him and vice versa. And that is the beauty of a marriage relationship. And like I said, versus... If someone is not a believer at all, then you're legit are trying to run a three-legged race with someone laying on the ground. And it's it's just highly, 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 highly unrecommend that. So I feel like that's the one for sure non-negotiable. And then whatever else, I would talk about that with an open hand. Um, for example, I know a couple, um, the guy was like, I 100% want my wife to be debt-free. Well, he ended up marrying a wife who was not debt-free. She had some debt, but working on getting out of their debt together became part of their financial testimony and they were able to help others. And so all that to say, like, yes, you can have these goals and whatever, but, and, and then the biggest thing I always say is, does that list describe you? So if you say, oh, I want someone who is strong in their faith and works out and does a 5k, I don't know, whatever. Okay, cool. But does that list describe you? Because I would have told you I wanted a good Christian man while I was going to the bar. Come on, like and dancing on the tables. Like you can, I'm not saying going to the bar is wrong, but like I need to become who you're looking for is looking for. You need to go the direction that you want to end up and meet mm. the guys along the way. Right. That's, yeah, that's really cool. Thank you for talking yeah. about that. Um, because again, not really. <laughs> Not that's kind of like uncharted territory for me. So I appreciate you talking about that. What does God say about how we as Christian girls should interact with boys? And I feel like let's just take this to the base level, like not necessarily talking about if you're you want to date them or not, just regularly, how should we be interacting with them? Yeah, I mean, I think as simple and as profound as it is, it's just simply your brother in Christ. I mean, he he's a son of of God and you're a daughter. I heard um, also Gary Thomas, I love his teaching, obviously, but he talked about when you get married, imagining God as your father-in-law. And what he means by that is 
like for example, one day our children are going to get married. Our daughters are going to get married mm-hmm. and our husband, my husband is going to have to walk our girls down the aisle and pass them off. I'm going to cry, <laughs> pass them off to their future husband. And the one thing we want to know from this young man is, are you going to take care of my baby girl? Mm-hmm. And I, again, going back to that picture of how God gave us this marriage relationship, take care of each other, take care of my daughters, take care of my sons. And whether you're in a dating relationship or it's just someone you're sitting by, you know, wherever at church or someone you see at Walmart, it's a brother of Christ. And, you know, just treat him with respect and kindness as you would anyone else. And, um, and if you're wanting to date and wanting to get out there, something I also like to talk about is you got to get out there. A lot of people say, oh, there's no good guys out there, but they work from home and never go to anything. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, you, you have to get involved in small groups. You have to do stuff that you're passionate about. Sign up for a dance class or whatever it is. And, you know, obviously you're going to meet people who are interested in the same kind of things. And hopefully you'll have some Jesus loving young men there too. <laughs> right. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So what would you say? I have a, a like kind of like a side question real fast. So yeah. for our sisters who are 11 and 12 and 13 years old who are like, hey, that guy's kind of cute in class, but uh, like, should we like, I don't, I don't think we should be, you know, promoting dating to them. Where, where do you think they should be? You know? Yeah. I have a 13 year old, so I, I not, my children can't date till they're 16. I just don't think that there is anything positive that comes from that. I strongly believe that you're either dating for marriage or you're dating for heartbreak. And certainly you can find your forever when you are 12, but it is just not very likely. And if that is your forever when you're 12, then he will still be there when you're 16 and when you're ready to date. And I just think that sure be friends. You can talk to him. You know, he doesn't have a disease or anything. You can talk to him. Y'all can be friends. And I don't know if they're you play in the yard if you're neighbors, but I don't think any kind of romantic relationship is even, I don't think it's helpful when you're that young. Um, again, I think that you're dating for marriage or you're dating for heartbreak. And that's a lot of years before you are of marriage age. And, right. and another thing, like just do the math. Let's say, let's say you get married when you're 30, which is way off. And a lot of people get married younger, but just, just for easy little example here. Mm-hmm. And you live till you're 100. That is 70 years to be married. And it is likely you will get married younger. So it's not a race. Enjoy being young while you're young and enjoy doing kid things because you have the whole rest of your life to do adult things. Right. No, that was great insight. Thank you for that. All right. So can I pray for my future husband? Is that a healthy idea? Because we we see that a lot on social media, but is your thoughts. I mean, I think so. I am. I haven't dove a whole lot. I know that, um, Stephanie Mae Wilson, if you follow her, she has a great devotional about that kind of stuff. I mean, I think that anyone wants to be prayed over. I think that even, you know, an atheist, if you said, Hey, can I pray for you? They'd be like, yeah. So I think that praying for someone is great. And then obviously you don't know them. You don't know their name, but that also just softens your heart and creates your heart posture of, you know, I want to be prepared for this person, whoever that is. And you never know, like God knows who he is. So perhaps I'm a big believer in prayer and perhaps those prayers are protecting him or are helping him to make wiser steps. We don't know this side of heaven, what those prayers are capable of. I mean, Mm -hmm. um, draw the circle by Mark Batterson. I'm full of resources apparently, but (laughs) he is a, a big book on prayer and just talking about how, you you know, one prayer can like has an eternal impact. I mean, think about for generation and generation and you, and I don't think you can under 
underestimate how powerful that is because if you're praying for a future husband, that means you're praying for a future daddy of the next generation. That means you're praying for a future granddaddy. Like it's so powerful. And again, it's, it's getting your heart in the right, po- right posture as well. So sure. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right. Cool. Well, thank you. I've been thinking about that. I've seen that a lot everywhere where they're just like, pray for your future husband. But, you know, I wanted to make sure that like, that's not really, I wanted to make sure that that's something that keeps our hearts in the right place and that we're not necessarily, if we're not ready to be in that season of life, um, that, you know, it's not putting us in like the wrong perspective. So thank you. Thank you for the insight on that. So yeah, go for it. I was gonna say, I mean, obviously you don't want it to be an idol. You don't want to like think all day, every day about your future husband and obsess on that. I think a lot of single girls can find themselves in that. I think that, you know, Jesus is the only thing that should and needs to be worshiped. So obviously if you have that right mentality, but 100%, I think that praying for your future husband is fine. Good. Thank you. Thank you again for that insight. All right. So here's a, we, we talked about this kind of, but this just, you know, for all age stages, can I be friends with guys? How should I be interacting with my guy friends? Yeah. I mean, again, just say your brother in Christ. Um, I think that again, sometimes in Christian circles, we, we overthink it sometimes. And I mean, just as you would, uh, if you have a brother, if you have a friend uh, mm-hmm. who's a girl and I mean, I don't think it needs to be that complicated. Just, just, you know, Hey, like cut jokes, talk about the weather, talk about what you're doing in life, sports, whatever interests you as you would anyone else. And, you know, I, I wouldn't, um, hang out alone a whole lot, especially if you're in a dating relationship. I think that that can sometimes be perceived the wrong way and mm-hmm. might potentially lead to weird things. But um, as long as you're just in a friend group and that's your buddy, like it's all good. Mm. Cool. Thank you so much. That's helpful for me too. So thank you. <laughs> so we're going to go maybe a little bit lighter, I guess. What's a fun way that guys and girls can hang out together without it, you know, being weird and whether or not like they're dating or not just like in general? Yeah. I mean, again, I think just like something that you're interested in. My kid was just asking about going roller skating with um, some friends. And like, I mean, yeah, roller skating is a fun thing. You know, whatever you're interested in, there might be a festival that in your town. One thing I like to do is check Facebook events because you, there's so many cool things that come to your town that you don't even realize if you don't pay attention. So there might be a local band in town. I mean, anything that just interests you. Mm-hmm. I know I have a friend that's part of a paddleboard group. I know that sounds random, but it's super cool and a fun way just to hang out in community. So anything that interests you, I mean, I think just sign up for that and hopefully you'll find Christian community guys and girls there. Mm. That's really good. Thank you so much for that. Um, Is there, before we maybe wrap this up, is there anything else that you want to add? I am just so thankful for you and your heart for these, your listeners and what you do. And I was a lot of work in creating a podcast because I do it too, but I think that what you're, you're doing is great work and I'm thankful um, to be a part of it and to talk to your listeners. I think that, um, yeah, I'm just a big fan. Thank you so much. And you know what? I'm going to add on one more thing. Is there anything that you want to um, add for our maybe like 20 something year olds uh, who are listening to the podcast who, you know, that's your focus. So, you know, anything you want to add for them? I just released a dating course as all my best <laughs> dating advice. So come on over if you want some dating advice. It's good stuff. Every, all the stuff I talk about on mentoring, I just recorded it all. So you can digest it anytime you want to. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And again, your podcast is called Truth for Your 20s. So where can our sisters find you on social media? 
Yeah, I'm pretty easy. It's Katie Bulmer Life on Instagram and TikTok are my two favorite places to hang out. So that's Katie Bulmer, like Bulmer with a B, katiebulmer.life. And my DMs are always open. I'd love to connect with you. Right on. Well, thank you so much for being here, Katie. Yes, thanks for having me. All right, sisters, we did it. We talked about that uncomfortable yet necessary subject of dating and a marriage and boys. And I am so proud of you for staying until the end. My goodness, that's that's a hard subject. If you're like me, it might make you a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit uneasy, but we can have hope in Christ that instead of being like the world and having love just be however we feel, it can be sacrificial, good love, that honors God and mimics Christ. So I want to leave you with this because after thinking about dating and marriage, we can tend to try to want to focus on that for the rest of our day. So before we leave, let's go to Matthew 6, 33, which says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So sister, keep your eyes focused on God. He will bring you the right man at the right time and live righteously. So don't fall into sin. Don't fall into sexual sin. That gets brought up all the time in the Old and New Testament, and he will give you everything you need. Listen, God will provide when the time is right. So, like I said at the very beginning of the podcast, Song of Songs 8-4, which says, Promise me, O women of Jerusalem, not to awaken love until the time is right. Trust God with the timing. Trust God that he will prepare your heart for when the time is right. And yeah, he'll give you everything you need. And thank you again to our amazing sister, Katie, for walking us through that because it's a really big deal that she's willing to talk about that and all those different aspects of her life. So yeah, thank you again for being here and I'll see you in the next episode. Sister, I am so glad you joined me on this episode of the Christian Girls Tea Podcast. I'd love to hear from you. So please reach out on Instagram at thechristiangirlstea or through email at thechristiangirlstea at gmail.com. I'm looking forward to being with you in our next episode But until then, be different from the rest of the world. See you soon.